me and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Friday, July 21st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy. Colin McLaughlin and Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us. Nick, out on vacation till the beginning of next week. We're uh, joined now in studio by two special guests. We heard from Coach Kelly Church a few weeks ago, but he's back in studio. And with a special guest, QJ Peterson, former Hedgesville basketball player, spent time with the Knicks this summer in the Summer League and had a tremendous finish to the Summer League. How are you doing, QJ? I'm doing well, guys. How about yourselves? Doing well. Thanks for coming in. As uh, I heard you were in the Panhandle this week, and I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. We were going to have you on via phone, but uh, the fact that you're here is perfect. You got your daughter with you. Yeah, she's a little wild child, but love her. <laughs> Thank you guys for having us. Coach Church uh, helped set it up, and uh, you know he's one of your former players. But I'm assuming you're, he's a he's a good friend of yours now as well. Yeah, uh, obviously, like uh, you know, over the course of time, you try to stay in touch with as, as many players as you can. And uh, I often come on, and when I am, I, I talk about the relationships uh, far more important than the basketball part of it. And QJ's had a very special journey, and you know, I feel blessed just to to be part of it. And you know, I uh, basketball camp last night I did the the Parson Rec basketball camp and I talked about QJ a little bit and uh, you know I, I didn't help QJ be able to touch the top of the white box uh, I, I didn't help him with some of his God-given talents. What I what I do think I helped him with is learning how to, to, to work really hard and be a good person and everything else. And along the way, uh, you know, our relationship has, has grown and stayed solid all the way through when he first went to prep school and then at VMI. Uh, it's not the easiest school, I'm sure he can tell you, to, to go to. Um, you know, and then, you know, all along the way, his professional career. Uh, sometimes, sometimes QJ doesn't know the time difference between China and America, I think, sometimes when I get a... <laughs> <laughs> when I get a late night phone call, but uh, yeah, we're, we're we're certainly we've become pretty. You know, obviously we were close all the way through, but mm. but we've remained that way. I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's uh, it's been a love love relationship. No real love hate. Um, <laughs> you know, I know he's always in my corner, always there, uh, whenever I need him. So, um, you know, it's it's very important to have somebody like that in your life. Uh, I grant I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for him. Um, you know, I, I tell people this all the time, and I tell my wife this all the time. Like, you know, Kelly Church never asked me for money. He's never asked me to do, you know, anything, right? But he's always been like that second father figure to me, um, and he always will be, you know, with, without him and. Uh, him teaching me how to be a good person. It, like, forget the basketball stuff for, for a minute. He, I knew he was going to help me basketball-wise, but, you know, being a being a good person both on and off the court, um, you know, that, that's gotten me a, a long way than basketball ever will. Uh, so, you know, I can't, I can't thank him enough for essentially saving my life um, and, you know, helping me, you know, provide for my family. So, so yeah. Mm -hmm. QJ, thanks for uh, joining us today. Just 
talk us through, I guess, your journey starting Hedgesville, the VMI, and now playing everywhere around the world for basketball. Um, so from Hedgesville, should I even tell them about the story? And uh, How long and you were there? Before what? you, before you uh, how long, like, you're at Mass Nutton for a week? Before before the VMI, so I'm gonna tell oh, you. Man. So QJ didn't. QJ wanted to go like right to college. He didn't necessarily want to go to prep school. Yeah. Uh, I knew the guys at, at VMI pretty well, and I'm like, guys, look, he's 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 good enough. He's he's easily good enough to play in your league. He's going to be a really really good player. I think he's better than your league. You should get him now. And uh, you know, uh, they, well, we really really want him to go to prep school first. So they had him go to prep school. He was at prep school for a week. And then they offered him because they watched him. You know, he went there and he played. And they went into one of their workouts at Massanutten. And, uh, you know, they offered him right away. Mm. So that was a little frustrating for him, I know. But uh, I mean, it was and wasn't. It was just, you know, I committed early because that was the only offer that I had. And I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and take it. And, you know, like the Clemsons, the Wake Forest, the Virginia Tech, they all come back and they all say, like while VMI offers, there's like, um, you're not a Division One player, um, or if so, then you're a low Division One guy. And then they all come back in December and they wanted me to decommit and you know sign with one of them. I was like, well, just two months ago I wasn't a Division One player, so I, I don't know where that happened, but I ended up staying with VMI. Um, you know, played three and a half years there, and you know he was at my very first college game. He was at my graduation. He was at my ring figure ceremony. Um, he was at my senior night. Um, he was there when we played Richmond, the first game my senior year. Um, you know, he's just, he's been there all the way through. But, um, but yeah, so VMI was, VMI was crazy. Uh, it's kind of one of those situations where you fake it till you make it, but then once you make it, you become a better person uh, out of it. And I think, and I think, truth be told, if it wasn't for VMI, if it wasn't having to go through, you know, those hardships and um, trials and tribulations there, I probably wouldn't have survived playing overseas. A lot of guys don't survive playing overseas because they, you know, they. You know, it's tough living overseas by yourself. It's tough playing, you know, basketball and the language barrier and trying to do things that they want you to do because, you know, the minute that they feel like you don't do what they want you to do, like they just send you off. So, you know, being able to follow directions, being disciplined to, to get to practice and games on times, like all that stuff matters. It's huge. It's huge over there. Um, and a lot of guys don't end up making it over there because the culture and lifestyle is just totally different and they, they haven't had that discipline all their life. Like they've been almost catered to all their life, like as if everything is going to be waiting on them and come to find out like they're getting ready to bring the next guy in because they're not doing you know some of the small things it may not be the basketball talent part but it's the other small things that gets a lot of guys cut over there so um just that military structure it's really really you know helped me go a long way overseas wise so I'm curious to hear more about your time overseas. Uh, how how does the style of play in the the leagues over in China compare to what you played in before? And how does the you know culture and just day to day living over there compare to you know when you've been over here? 
So China is uh, it's a whole lot different than you know Europe because sometimes in Europe you get you get people who um, know how to uh, speak English in Europe sometimes. Um, China's China's see it's tough because China's league you can only have two maybe three Americans but only one can play at a time. But sometimes you'll have really good Chinese players like you'll play against some of the national team guys, um, and those guys are pretty good. Um, but in terms of competition-wise, it, it doesn't really compare to Europe um, because you have a lot of, you know, ex-NBA guys who can play. Like, you know, you have two and three guys out there on the court that are American, so it, may, it brings the talent up, of course. And, and, uh, and so just, you know, with the rules, like if China wanted to be, become more competitive, they could possibly add more Americans and... You know, and then I think it would it would go up. Yeah. Right. Um, but Turkey Turkey was definitely um, was another league that uh, whose competition level was extremely high because they have um, you know like I said three four five six Americans per team um, who who've like all played in the NBA at some point in time they've played in the NBA and then they came came to Turkey or they came to Spain and they've um and they've played so um so in that aspect is kind of different just just the you know the rules so to say that's that's what really changes everything is the rules like um but like mainly overseas you you don't have defensive three seconds whereas the NBA you you don't um or sorry, you do in the NBA, it, which it kind of spreads the floor yeah. in the NBA. The, the floor is a whole lot bigger, and I understand now why why a lot of teams don't want six foot guards because solely on the defensive end, when you you know when you have a six foot guard and 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 help side trying to recover that far distance to your man is is more difficult than you know having a six three guy with a six seven six eight wingspan. Um, it's a little bit easier, but. You know, it, it definitely can be done um, just with energy and effort, like I said. Um, but I think that's just the real big difference is, is just the rules, so to say. When you were over there, was your family with you? In China? Yeah. Uh, no, huh? Yeah. The, okay. uh, COVID, the COVID situation over there was a little crazy. They, we were pretty much in a bubble the first... Um, we were in the bubble from the beginning of October to the end of October, and then we had a month off. Then we were back into a bubble uh, December to um, to January, like, 19th or something like that. And then the last phase, um, we went home and away. That's because they lifted COVID restrictions. But it was it was in the bubble situation. We were going from the hotel to practice or hotel to game, and that was it. Um, we couldn't go out, go out like anywhere else. We could we could walk around the outside of the hotel. They had it like blocked off, and so you know. But some some guys were going crazy in there, uh, and so eventually they they just relift they just lifted the COVID restrictions over there, and um, and of course there was a spike. There was a COVID spike, which yeah. we knew was going to happen. But um, now it's a little bit easier to have family you know, come over now and whatnot. And it just depends where you are in China. Yeah. Um, 
What's uh, What was that call like when you talked with your agent? I know you kind of wrote about it on that post that you made, that you're going to mm-hmm. get this opportunity with the Knicks, that you were going to get the opportunity with the Knicks for Summer League. Um, you know, he just was straightforward with me. He just said, look, like, they want you for Summer League, but the, the deal is that they don't know how much you're going to play. You probably won't play till the last game. And... Um, and, you know, that you, they understand that you have offers on the table. If you don't want to do it, they understand. Um, but if they, if you do want to do it, then we don't want to have, like, calls every day, like, with your agent and why you're not playing and, and things like that. And so, so I was just like, well, I've already came this far. It's my first ever summer league. I probably won't get another chance at this because, because I'm 28 years old and, um, and, you know, they want younger guys. So it, it took me a little while. Like, it was a tough pill to swallow. And I was just like, look, like, I'm just going to, you know, make it extremely hard for them not to not to play me. Um, I'm going to work extremely hard when I get there. I'm going to, you know, communicate, be the best leader, both on and off the court as much as possible. And I'm going to help these young guys, whether, that, whether I see a minute or 40 minutes, like, it's not my my attitude and demeanor is not going to change, um, and so I told I told him to tell them like that's my response. And then you know when I get there for practice, um, you know they pretty much have me on like the third string, whatever. The guys are probably not going to play in the game, um, and <laughs> and so practice begins, and I'm killing the guys that are you know projected to play. I can't and get so, enough of watching you. And so, uh, and so, you know, we're competing and my team is actually winning and, he, and they're like, okay, like, and, and they start kind of looking around like, okay, we, we see what's going on, but, you know, I just kept it all in perspective. Like, it's still practice. Like, you know, just, just compete no matter what, just compete. I'm like, they, they may say one thing and, you know, a coach could easily be like, he could he could help us win. We got to put him in the game type of deal. Um, and so, and so you know, the first two games kind of go by. Um, I'm the loudest one out there. Like, even though guys are on the floor playing, you know, I'm talking louder than them, telling them where they are in position. And, you know, coach is looking at me, you know, on the bench like, Got like he's into it. He sees the game more better than them. But you know, thank you. Um, but um, so they've seen that for two games, right? And they've seen me, you know, co- coaching Trevor Keels up a little bit, Jalen Martin, two two guys who are 19 years old that are on two ways right now with the Knicks and trying to help them out and understand the game a little bit better. Here, sorry, and apologize, man. And. And so they they really see me like take the young guys like under under their under my wing and kind of show them like look like you know this this will help you out there and just help them understand the game better and then just whenever you know I got I got out there in the third game it was really just try to change the dynamic of the game the way the game was going just provide that spark off the bench uh, you know by any means necessary you know just 
diving on the floor for loose balls. Like, even though I may not get it, I'm still going to dive after it because you never know. Like, yeah. so whether it seems like it might be out of my reach, if I dive, I might be able to tip it, hit it off his foot or something, and we still get the ball back. Or there's a chance I might actually get the ball and we get extra possession out of it. You know, so it's just, um, it just played with a lot of energy and effort. Uh, that third game, I mean, granted, I'm a natural scorer, so it's going to happen. Like, yeah. you know, as long as I just take good shots and don't try to force anything, the, the scoring will the scoring will come. Um, but scoring wasn't wasn't really even my focus, like those games out there. It, it was, you know, playing defense, playing with a lot of energy and effort and providing us with a spark um, off the bench. And, you know, game to game, your role changes. Uh, I try to get people to understand this all the time. Like, if you're a scorer and that's your job, right, um, and you don't have a game where you're scoring the best, what else are you going to do to, you know, help help affect the game? You know, because there's 20 other ways to to affect the game. And and so I try to I try to tell guys this all the time. I know they say, I know a lot of times guys say, "Oh, I didn't have a good game. I didn't have a good game because they maybe didn't shoot well." I was like, "Well, if that's the case, I didn't have a good game the first two games of summer league because you know I shot six of nineteen one game with two of nine from three, and the second game I shoot like two of eight and zero of four from three, right?" But you know, the first game, I did it on the defensive end, grabbing nine rebounds, six assists, right? And just the energy was different. Getting guys to communicate on defense was different. Every time I was out there, I affected, I affected the game in a positive way. Um, in the same way for the second game, I, I tell the guys, like, let that energy from the first game translate over to the second game. You, you guys know, you guys now know how hard you need to play and with the energy that you need to play with in order to win games in the NBA. Um, and they and they took it and they ran with it. You know, they they essentially came out the gate and got up 20 fast. So for me as a point guard, all I got to do is keep that energy and effort up, you know, regardless of whether I'm making or missing shots. And I just got to manage the game, make sure we're getting good shots on the on the offensive end, and make sure we're we're you know finishing the defensive possession with a rebound on the defensive end. That that's it. That's that's all I had to do for that game. Um, and of course, you know the third game. You know, uh, I play a whole lot more, of course, and and so you know, my coach wanted me to score, of course, and you know, kind of going only having thank thank you having having to uh, only score only eight points in the first you know three quarters, and I could have easily like hung my head. We were down by. 13, whatever. We're like, we're still in the game. Like, yeah. The game is still manageable. Like, we're good. So I'm still staying positive throughout, encouraging guys. You know, confidence never wavers. And, you know, I just tell myself, I tell my coaches and teammates, I'm like, look, I'm about to step up in the fourth quarter. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to come back and we're probably, we're going to, you know, have a chance of winning this game. Um, and so that just kind of inspired the 17.4th quarter for me that just staying positive whole time, the whole time. I think it was just, um, God just, I feel like, re reward me, um, you know, for having such a good attitude this whole experience, like this whole time in Vegas. Um, it just kind of all came together, like, just in that one moment. And even though I missed those last three shots, like, at the end to either win it or tie it up or whatever, um, 
yes, it matters to me. But yeah. you know, the the big picture was, you know, we competed, we fought to the end, and we still had a chance at winning the game. So, um, but that but that Vegas experience, I'll never forget. It's definitely one you know that I'll always cherish, and you know, whether I make it to the league or not, that's it. At this point, it doesn't matter. As long as this little one's happy and taken care of, that's all I can really care about. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what is, uh, I guess, the feedback then? Any word for um, I anything even, after I, summer? I haven't even messaged my agent yet about it. I was, you know, giving him, like, the end of the week and just see what he hears from teams. Um, while I was out there in Vegas, the um, – one of the higher up guys with the with the Knicks, you know, he told me before that last game, he's like, "Look, like you've turned a lot of eyes here at Summer League just solely off of your your energy and effort and showing how like you've been playing like your life depended on it and just how everything matters. Like even though it's the last game and you probably not gonna make the playoffs, like everything's mattered to you. Um, just keep keep showing that. Keep showing." Uh, that you're leading guys, huddling, huddling guys up when there's free throws, and you know, just you know, just keep being a leader. And you know, he he told me that. Uh, <laughs> he told me that uh, you know, just you know, the Nuggets have been watching, and a few other teams have been watching and asking about me and stuff like that, and. Um, it was actually pretty good. It was a good thing that I had a good game against the Nuggets. Uh, that that helped a little bit, but um, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. It's it's. Uh, I guess I, I mean I don't know if it's necessarily early, but they're doing their whole roundup now yeah. and and figuring things out. So. All right. Well, thanks for coming in and taking some time with us. Thanks to Coach Church for sharing a couple stories as well. Absolutely. Uh, we got to hit the break, and uh, but thanks for coming in and. Uh, QJ, best of luck for what's next, and uh, when something comes up, maybe uh, we'll have you on again if yeah, uh, if you can do me. so. But uh, thanks for coming in. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk American Legion Baseball as the area championship was last night. You're tuned into the Sports Mix. R&R and TV10 back in two minutes. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Providing reliable protection since 1877, we are Farmers and Mechanics Insurance Companies. From small beginnings and over a century later, we maintain our dedication to our policyholders to provide dependable insurance protection and excellent customer service. Protecting everything from your home to your business has never been easier. Our team is here to ensure that you, your family, and your assets are taken care of. We enjoy giving back and doing our part to keep Martinsburg a great place to be. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. 
At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The hunt for the 10th state championship is almost here, and legendary head coach Dave Walker is back to lead the Bulldogs to victory. Make sure your business isn't hidden on the sideline this season. Call 304-263-6586 and become an advertiser on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 for the 2023 Martinsburg Bulldog football season. This is the home of Martinsburg Bulldog football all season long. Again, call us at 304-263-6586 to make sure your business is scoring touchdowns and not fumbling the ball this year. WVU Medicine is pleased to announce that robotic-assisted total hip and knee replacement with the new Zimmer Biomet Rosa is now offered right here in the Eastern Panhandle at both Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center. The information provided by the Rosa results in more precise and accurate hip and knee replacements than ever before. WVU Medicine is proud to offer this technology and be a leader in orthopedic surgery in the Eastern Region. For more info, call 304-725-BONE. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Join us at the Berkeley County Youth Fair for eight action-packed days of fun for the whole family August 5th through August 12th. We're excited to welcome back Cole Amusement Company for our daily carnival. That's right, we said daily because the carnival will be open every single day of the fair this year. And don't forget, you can skip the line and buy your tickets online at ColeRides.com. Follow us on Facebook for fair week updates or download the new BCYF app. We'll see you at the Berkeley County Youth Fair. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call my parents. Dad, come over. The first gets done. The Traeger Connect Experience. Everything you need for epic flavor, and then some. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, E10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. You can get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. Once again, thanks to QJ Peterson as well as head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles basketball team, Kelly Church, for coming in. And uh, we'll we'll, uh, keep track of where he is and potentially have him on again. Uh, But that was a fun segment. Yeah, we'll have to keep track because uh, he forgot for a little bit, he said, and uh, let us know during that break that you can see him here soon on ESPN. Yeah, he'll be on the uh, same TBT team that he was on yesterday, last year, 
Which team was that? I didn't get it. Uh, something Cats. It's in the Louisville region. Yeah, so it'll be in the Louisville region. Uh, but uh, should be fun. And uh, I believe he said he talked to a GM, but he's playing ball everywhere. He was just Earth. in Philadelphia last night, was in New York the night previous. So we caught him, I guess, on a good time. Yeah. It was the uh, Spurs GM, he said. Yeah, so, so uh, we'll keep track of what QJ does. But let's now talk about Berkeley Post 14 Hornets baseball. They get the win last night, 7-5 to five in the Area 4 championship. And uh, it wasn't easy, Colin, but they were able to get the win. Yeah, it uh, was a great start offensively. I mean, another home run for Post 14 off the bat of Colin Reed in the first to kind of spark them and from there got a few more runs but post 64 uh potomac valley is a very good team a very tough team that you can never uh count out and once they got to delauder midway through the game jackson ruest came in and was able to hold on even though he in his mind didn't have the best performance still uh think that he could do better and maybe not give up as many runs i think he only gave up I think it was two, two and one was earned. Yeah, so it, it wasn't too bad. He got the job done. That's what matters the most, and they were able to get the area championship. Yeah, they were. And, Colin, you caught up with both Jackson and West and manager Trip Tobin here are the interviews from yesterday. Hey, thanks, Spencer, as well as Aaron. I'm down here with Jackson and West. Jackson, when you came in, you were able to hold on get the win for the area championship. Just talk about your stuff out there. Didn't have my best abilities up on the mound, but I did enough to get through the game and not allowing them to win. So I guess I'm looking forward to another trip down to Charleston. With that trip down to Charleston starting next week, this team we heard yesterday kind of has a different mentality, really determined to get to this point and move on from here. Uh, just talk about your excitement for things to come with the team. Uh, the same excitement it is for the rest of the sports, just to go down and give ourselves a chance to win All right, anything else man no that's it thanks jackson i'll now get trip over here as he gets ready yeah so did his best as trip now ready to go if spencer's we good all right just wanted to double check trip congrats on the win your team now area champions uh started off with a home run there by colin to get things started and get you get a cheeseburger now to win <laughs> talk about the game Oh, I mean, the guys jumped out early. Um, you know, uh, Lane was dominant early, and uh, you know he was cruising there. We got a got a couple, we got a little a C and I single, a little, moved the ball around a little bit. Then he hit a little law where he didn't find a strike zone, and uh, of course, you know, we got a couple more arms that could come in. Jackson came in, did a great job of shutting that inning down, and you know, we never looked back from there. We give him some life here in the bottom of this inning with a run and squeezed in the last two innings, a couple pass balls, but. Um, you know, uh, I'm just proud of what they've done and reeling off these these consecutive guys. And, you know, guys are getting healthy, and uh, I think we're going to have a good time. We're going to hit around a little bit on Sunday, and we're going to get out here Monday and get down state and uh, to a picnic and have a good week down there. Let's talk about how big of a, I guess, step forward this program got to take, not only hosting this tournament because there's now three teams, but having the stadium and now winning this area tournament as well. Yeah, the, the, the county and, uh, you know, so many people to thank. We thanked them throughout the year. So many people at the county commission and, and, the, and the county, uh, you know, the, uh, the the authority, business authority, and, and of course, just some, just so many people in the city that have, have come, stood behind this this program, this program. You know, we're, we're going to give back. We're going to host this tournament. We're going to host the state tournament next year. We're going to make more improvements here. 
Uh, we're going to send a junior team down to the state tournament and hopefully one day host a junior tournament here. Uh, what we've been able to do with the MHS uh, Martinsburg Bulldogs baseball and then Aaron Bowler here is just something that I think is going to be uh, you know lasting for decades for the for youth coming through and and we just in this program and uh, you know other programs cropping up in the area and I think that shows that people want to play Legion baseball and they see the benefits of it and uh, you know and it's just been a great season uh, for this team it's been a great uh, it's been great to have this facility upgraded and I think it's it's going to it's going to bring a lot of uh, a, lot, a lot of people to this area to see some baseball. All right, Trip. Anything else? Nope. Thank you guys for covering us. All right. Thank you. Back to you, Spencer and Aaron. That was Colin McLaughlin with manager Trip Tobin as well as Jackson Ruest, and they will be heading on to the state tournament in Charleston. And drum roll, please, guys. So will we. Yay. The three of us in this room will be down there next week. Uh, now, because Colin and Dylan got so hype about the Orioles last night, I had to go up to the group chat and find uh, go through all their memes before I could get the bracket because we'll we to weren't strictly later. minutes or strictly business in there, but they'll play the area one runner-up on Tuesday at 11 a.m., at the University of Charleston Baseball Complex. If they win that game, they'll play Wednesday at 4.30. If they fall, it's a double elimination tournament, so they'll play at 11 a.m. on Wednesday. And the tournament goes through Saturday, and so we'll be there as long as the post-14 Hornets will be there. Excited for this last-minute trip we're putting together, guys. Yeah, get to go to uh, Charleston, so a little bit different. Um, should be a good one. I, the expectations are high for berkeley post 14 uh in this tournament and we've been saying it and you heard it from trip there if the pitching's fine this team truly has a shot at winning this state tournament and being the state champions and then getting to go to the regional tournament so hopefully that is what happens um they have incredible depth i mean we've seen it all season long you you look at the offense and one through nine no matter who it is all has the power threat threat to get on base and they know their role no matter what point in the game it is when they go up to bat defensively they're sound but when it comes to pitching which they have great pitching it's just been inconsistent a little bit here and there this summer if they're all on point they're gonna win this thing i truly think i think they got a really good shot at the very least that that lineup can put up runs and if you get good pitching like you can from some of these guys then uh there's i'm hard pressed to think there's gonna be a a team with the amount of depth and the the ceiling that this team has yeah and uh before we forget the junior hornets there are down at bridgeport today to begin their state tournament run i believe it is a double elimination tournament as well and they're taking post one this afternoon at 4.30 p.m. We'll talk about that on Monday to see how things go. Not sure how many shows we'll have next week. Obviously, we won't have a show on Tuesday because the game's at 11 a.m. Uh, but uh, we'll keep you updated about that on Monday's show. But uh, it should be a good time down in Charleston for post-14 Senior Hornets state tournament action. And, and uh, I think this is a team that has a shot to win the state tournament, guys. I think the most interesting thing next week will be where we find locations to have this show if we do it for the sports mix we might do it and might do it delegate at the house? house are we gonna try to go somewhere at the field and do it or are we just finding different places around charleston we'll see 
I don't know. I got make some, things interesting. I could live. I could make something state capital. We could maybe do a show at, at a live outside Governor Jim Justice's house. <laughs> live, live in his office. I don't think that'll happen. Well, I might be able to work on some things. I know people strings. in that area. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what we can get get going down there. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we're going to celebrate some good times, Colin. We did it yesterday. We did it the day before. But uh, one Matt Crawford, the former co-host of, this sh- of the, the show in this time slot, not this show, but the, the former show on the station, asked us yesterday to hammer the Redskins today. And uh, we'll do that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Colin, this is our celebration because we couldn't really celebrate with all the fans yesterday. I was jealous of those fans getting to celebrate in D.C. Yeah, if we didn't have that Legion game yesterday, I was in D.C. <laughs> or at Ashburn for the, the other party down there. But uh, welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Mary's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue. Call 304-263-4343. Spencer Collin and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. 
a monumental day in D.C. for the D.C. sports fans like Colin and I yesterday as the NFL owners unanimously approved the commander's sale from Dan Snyder to the group led by 76ers and Devils owner Josh Harris, a native of Washington, D.C., Chevy Chase, Maryland, to be exact. Uh, he was excited yesterday in the press conference, and here's what he had to say, his opening statement from the press conference here as uh, he talked about the good times when he was a kid. And hello, everyone. It's an exciting day. And uh, Commissioner, thank you for um, voting for us and uh, to be partners and uh, great stewards in the NFL. And we're excited for your trust, and we will not let you down. <laughs> so as a, as a lifelong Washington football fan... I grew up in Chevy Chase. I'm incredibly excited and humbled by the opportunity to serve alongside my partners as stewards of this great franchise on behalf of the city of Washington, D.C. One of my first memories as a child was walking down East Capitol Street, walking into RFK Stadium, hearing the roar of the crowd, you know, feeling the rumble. I grew up watching Sonny Jurgensen, Billy Kilmer, Joe Theismann, Mark Rippon, Doug Williams, you know, the Hogs, Joe Gibbs, Daryl Green, Art Monk, and three Super Bowls. And I remember, that's the Washington, then Redskins, now Commanders that I remember. This franchise is part of who I am and who I've become as a person. But being a fan is not enough. To be successful, we understand that we need to win championships, create a positive impact on the community, and create incredible memories and great experiences for our, our fan base, much like I had as a youth growing up in Washington. We'll have more to say in the days that come, but today I want to leave it here. To our team and the incredible fan base in Washington, a new era of Washington football is here. It's time to get to work. A new era of Washington football is here, uh, leaving the door open for a potential rebrand uh, once again. But that's down the line. Obviously, you said fan, the fans are the number one priority here. Getting the team on the field, what they need is the number one priority. But what I liked, what I pulled out of there was the fact that, yeah, he grew up being a fan of this team. But he knows that being a fan is not what it takes to run a franchise. He's run two franchises right now, successful franchises in their respective leagues. And this is just a new hope that everybody wanted, Colin. It is a new hope, and it's something that he immediately did as well. I mean, not yet the winning on the field because the season hasn't started yet, but he's already trying to make do with the fans and bring some fans back and make them happy and be the owner that he feels like they deserve yeah a uh, friend of the show guest on the show grant paulson hosts the show grant and danny on 1067 the fan in dc this audio courtesy of odyssey and 1067 the fan grant and danny he i you'll hear it here in the audio but uh nothing was set up until probably about 10 minutes before it happened but he uh called in to the station while they were doing their live show from old ox brewery just a stone's throw from Commander's Park. And uh, a man of the people, an OG, 
getting fans back right here. As here's the audio from Odyssey 1067 the fan. Got a CPAP? That way you can To learn more, visit It's pretty amazing. We've got a caller on the line that okay. I want to get to right now. Old Ox Brewery, listen to this. This is not a this is not a drill. Josh Harris just called in. The new owner of the Washington Commanders is supposedly on the line. Josh, you are live on Grant and Danny. We are having a party at Old Ox Brewery in Ashburn near the facility. There's a couple hundred fans listening and a tens of thousands listening in D.C. How are you? Let's go. I'm just leaving the league meeting, and I knew there were a bunch of Washington fans there, and I just wanted to say hello. How are you guys doing? You all right? We we're are, pretty good, sir. This is an all-time day in this town. We heard your opening comments. People have been emotional. How do you feel? You're the owner of a team you loved as a kid. I'm super pumped. It's a great day. It's a great day for Washington football, and I'm ready to get to work. I'm heading your way. I want to get back to Washington, my hometown, and celebrate with you guys. And let's get started by me buying everyone in the brewery and in the bullpen a beer. Can I do that? Let's go! Come on. Are you kidding? (laughs) I love that. A man of the people. Yes, sir, you may. That's an anti-Dan Snyder move. Now, I will tell you, I I, I know you're doing pretty well. It's been a good couple of years for you business-wise. There's a lot of people. There's at a lot the of folks here, sir. There's a lot of people at the brewery right now. Your, your offer still stands. All right, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to dip into my savings, but I, I want everyone <laughs> to have a beer. Let's do it. Josh Harris, the new owner and commander, just bought everybody in the house a beer, and that goes for everybody at the bullpen listening as well. Well, we thank right, you. See you guys soon, and uh, hail to the commanders and drink up. Well, hey, you, you don't have to worry about that. Congratulations. We'll Congrats talk to you and thank soon. Thank you. All right, all right, see you guys soon. That reminds me of the time when Dan Snyder called into the show and bought everything. You remember that, right? Oh, my God. When he did something kind? I promise you. I'm not speechless often. We had no idea that was a thing. I I just found out he's calling in. No, I know. We're watching it happen in real time where it's like, hey, Josh might want to call him. We're like, yeah, okay, cool prank. I got a text from someone with the team that said, if Josh calls right now, can he get through? Yeah. And I was like, we can make that happen. We'll probably make that work. No, uh, actually, we're busy. We're a little so, backed up. Sorry, we got to give our We thoughts. have a montage of low lights to play. We, can, so, we can't possibly take Josh. So I gave him the line for him to call. Yep. And then you heard the rest. That's a pretty good moment for the Grant and Danny radio program. A pretty good moment. Our friend Grant Paulson, host of the Grant and Danny on 106.7 The Fan. He He's a man of the people. That's how you win people back. You give them something. Free beer. Free beer. Pretty easy. I mean, probably a $20,000 bar tab. You Between can, both places, you can win. You can win over anybody just doing that. That, that, that uh, I was about to say, Dylan might hop on the bandwagon now that he knows this. Yeah, go, yeah. But obviously, uh, kidding. A monumental day <laughs> in DC. I got a pretty good team. I'm a fan of. Right. So, I'm, I'm good over. Here. They're at uh, getting ready to start right now. Six minutes away in FedEx Field in Landover. They're having a pep rally for the a pre-training camp pep rally with current players. John Allen's going to be there. Former players going to be there. And at 2 p.m., the whole ownership group, the main guys, are going to speak in a press conference from FedEx Field. Uh, but the other big news of the day yesterday, following that, the NFL released what it could release, what they agreed to release of the Mary Jo White investigation. Colin, you get the NFL releases. Uh, Very interesting. 
But Dan Snyder fined $60 million in the closing of the deal for the financial improprieties and toxic workplace from the Mary Jo White investigation as that closed the 22-page PDF, just 22 pages, which we had like 75 for Deflategate, by the way. None for the Beth Wilkinson report. Uh, Basically, it just highlighted two things. The... uh, Congress congressional thing when Jason Friedman, the former VP or senior executive for, I believe, ticketing and and things like that, talked about the illegal taking of money, which was $11 million, by the way, they kept from the league revenue share. Um, And then, Colin, who was the woman? I don't want to misidentify her. Who was the woman that they talked to? Was it Tiffany Johnston? I believe so, yes. Uh, For sexually harassing her. That doesn't. Yes, Miss Johnson. It doesn't, you know, finish out the other people that were sexually harassed by Dan and by the people in his organization. There were so many more that were affected by this. But we have a report released. It might only be 22 pages, but we have something concrete. It's been, heck, two, three years. I was talking about this on Miller Time with you, Colin. Remember that? Yes. I have this rant, like my first on-air rant here was about a 75-page tw- report being released for Deflategate, zero for this Beth Wilkinson investigation that happened. But now we have a 22-page report. Something released the findings of the investigation. Uh, the Snyder era is over, Colin. If I never have to hear his name after I finish my By Dan IPA, shout out Old Ox Brewery in Ashburn, but once I finish those, if I never have to hear those again, his name again, I'll be completely fine. Well, I hope that wish comes true, but as I said a few days ago, he might not be the owner anymore of our franchise that we love so much, but sadly, with all these lawsuits, I still think we're going to hear him in the news linked to this team for another few years before those are finished. Oh, he'll find his way back into, yeah. into the news and just headlines in general, yeah. whether it's, you know, another sports team or you know, well, he probably, that probably won't happen. But um, he ran away someone. to London. The man had to run away to London or he's on somewhere land. in his in his yacht somewhere. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's guilty of something. He is guilty of something. If he had to run away to a different country, he fled the country. Feels like the the Jordan that one scene with the Jordan Belfort in uh, Wolf of Wall Street where they're talking <laughs> about just taking off on, on the yacht to Switzerland or whatever, or taping all the money to themselves. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure it's not <laughs> too dissimilar to something Dan Snyder's maybe done in in, in his life. Never know. Dan Snyder era over. Josh Harris is here with his group, uh, just bringing hope to a fan base that loves their team and has now has a reason to come back. And now I can say I'm a fan of the Washington football franchise and not be castrized for being a fan of a Dan Snyder-owned team. I think that's the biggest thing. Over the last four, five, six, seven years, when I was in college, people were like, you're, at that point, you're a Redskins fan? Yeah, I'm a Redskins fan. Well, you have a terrible owner. He's the worst person in the world. He, he sucks. He's horrible. This is before all the stuff came out, but he, he was just not a good owner then. He wasn't upgrading anything. I mean, the field, for instance, it took him like five ace, five players breaking, tearing their ACLs on the on the FedEx field for him to get new turf. But it's a new day, a new era in Washington football, as Josh Harris said. Colin and I are a lot happier today. Yes. Now we don't have to deal with Dan Snyder as an owner of the team. Uh, but that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix this week. Is over here. Thanks to QJ Peterson. 
uh, NBA G League at least hopeful as he spent summer with the Knicks summer league team uh, for head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles basketball team Kelly Church, Bill and Bishop, Colin McLaughlin. I'm Spencer Bree saying so long. We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone. That's baseball on 705 tonight, tomorrow, and 135 on Sunday. Have a great rest of your day and weekend, everyone. Proud to support our local community and bring you the latest local news, weather, sports, talk radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Winchester.